Hey guys, it's Candace Eisner back with you again. And this week we are going to go over five tips for people who are new to health and wellness professions. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey guys, I hope everyone out there is doing really well today and things are going well in your business. Yeah, a, um, a request I had from a listener was covering the idea of um, tips or tricks or just advice for people who are new to their profession. You know, whatever you work in in health and wellness, we'll try to make this applicable to you. As, as always, I, I often sort of revert to massage therapy or regulated health professions um, as my examples, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to you, as I always say. You know, a lot of these things do are very general advice. In fact, I think a lot of it can apply to anyone working in any profession. But in any case, let's dive in before I talk too much about something else. So yeah, I asked on social media and I got some really great advice from a few different people and I'm going to incorporate that advice into what I'm talking about today. So my first tip for anyone who is new to a health or wellness profession is don't try to be everything to everyone. And this is the idea of niching or finding your focus group or just being honest about what you're good at and what you're not good at. If, if you're a longtime listener to the podcast or if you've even listened to a few other episodes, you've probably heard me talk about this. So yeah, a lot of people working in health and wellness, whether you are a regulated health profession, like a massage therapist, or you're not regulated, like a personal trainer or say like a holistic nutritionist, well they seem to think that they have to be able to help everyone or they just aren't good at what they do. And they might think that they need to appeal to everyone in order to be successful. There's just no way I'm going to get enough clients if I don't appeal to every single person out there. Um, they think they need to work with adults of all ages and lifestyles and interests and needs and conditions and attitudes and etc. So you just need to paint this huge, broad brush and you'll find enough clients that way. And you'll also be doing your profession justice, so to speak, because you, you know, you're a jack of all trades kind of person. You can you can work with anyone, you can do anything, you know, you're really good. Um, but here's the truth, you don't actually need to do that. And for the vast majority of people, that's not the best way to grow a business. The best way to grow a business is to be sort of focusing on the people and the area that you work best with and doing that instead of trying to appeal to everybody and do everything for everyone. So like I said, you know, if you're not new around here, you've heard me talk about this before. I talk about niching or being focused, you know, being quote unquote specialized. Again, I always um, am trying to be clear here. I know some of you work in professions where being literally having a specialty is a no-no, like, like massage therapists, the College of Massage Therapy in Ontario has very clearly said, you can't say you specialize in something, but certainly you can have a focus area, something that, you know, you, you mention in your marketing materials, your brochures, your business cards, whatever is that scenario, you have special interests or special focus, that's totally fine. And yeah, you know, you say that you work with those conditions, or you work with those types of clients, or you work with certain, you know, uh, people who do certain hobbies, or whatever it might be, and other people can handle the other clients. 
And, you know, again, it's not closing yourself off. It's not saying that, you know, you're not going to, you know, say, say you work in a, you want to work with pregnancy. That's a really good example. Um, and the reason why it is, is because you're sort of doing two limitations. You're saying you're going to work with women because only, you know, only women or people with uteruses can get pregnant. Let's, I don't want to go down that stream of like a non-binary and, you know, respecting people that gender is a construct. Let's not go down that stream. I do respect that. But people who are biologically have the parts that we typically think of as are female are the only ones that get pregnant. Therefore, you're doing two limitations. You're saying I'm working with pregnancy and I'm also working only with the people who have those biological parts. So I won't. So it sounds like you're saying you won't work, work with men or you won't work with people who don't get pregnant or won't get pregnant. And that's not really true. Um, it's simply saying that's your specialty. And quite frankly, people are still going to ask you if you can see their husband, their best friend, whoever. If they like you, they're going to still refer people to you. So, you know, it's it's fine to put that limitation on, you know, like I was just saying, it's fine to work with athletes or pregnant women or accident rehabilitation or people transitioning to a vegetarian diet or people who are trying to lose weight for in time for their wedding because that's really important to them, whatever. You can have that quote unquote specialty that is completely fine. And actually, it is beneficial to you to actually find an area that you're passionate about that is the area that you work best in you know, whether because you have personal experience in it or it's just something that you've taken extra training or you're just really good at. You don't have to be everything to everyone, okay? That's number one, the first thing I really want you guys to have as a take-home message if you are new to the profession or if you're even if you're not new and you're struggling and you're trying to figure out, you know, how to make things work better for you. That's one thing to really examine. Now, tip number two comes from Instagram user Rhymes with Lasagna, who is a, a Toronto-based massage therapist named Tanya. And her tip is this. I'm going to read exactly what she said. She said, be you. There may be a thousand, insert your title, like RMT, chiropractor, energy healer, whatever you do, in your neighborhood, village, town, but there is only one you. And those people who you're the right practitioner for are going to be looking for you and need you. And yeah, I totally agree with her. She's right. That's such a great tip. And it bounces off that first thing where I was saying, you know, you have to focus your attention on finding the right clients who are best for you in terms of, you know, what you do and how you work. Um, it's also fine to just be yourself. The clients who are right for you will find you and they're going to book with you. Obviously, you have to do the work to make yourself known to them. You have to work on a marketing plan and, and you know, get your name out there in the methods that you are comfortable with. But um, you don't have to try to be everything to everyone. You don't have to try to pretend to be someone you're not. You know, uh, you don't have to be this super businessy version of yourself. You don't have to stop making jokes if you're the type of, I mean, obviously, you know, have, you know, clean them up a little bit if you're that kind of person. But still, you know, you don't have to stop having a sense of humor. You don't have to do any of those things. Just be yourself. You know, you will attract clients who are attracted to your personality and the way you work. And um, similarly, you will not attract clients who, you know, if, you keep doing the work to sort of weed out people. Um, you won't attract clients who aren't a good fit for you, who don't get your sense of humor, who don't, you know, uh, get the way that you work, who aren't into the methods that you use in order to treat or work with clients. So yeah, definitely be yourself. That is really, really important. Tip number three 
is always keep learning. Oh my gosh, this is such an essential thing, I think, for everybody in their lives, right? I am a big fan of lifelong learning. I think you guys got that already. And I know a lot of my listeners are big into lifelong learning too. After all, a lot of them, that's why they're listening to the podcast because they're hoping to learn a little something from me. Sometimes I have useful things to say, other times I don't. But anyway, um, you know, Melanie over at uh, Islington Wellness, who again, commented on um, Instagram, and here's exactly what she said. She said, get the help, listen to the podcasts, take the seminars, join groups. There is so much info out there. Learn and don't stop. I totally agree with you, Melanie. I totally agree with that point. Such a good thing to remember. And I'm going to add a little bit of my own kind of spin to this, um, especially for those of you who are regulated professionals. Something I sometimes see with new grads, and please don't take this, you know, badly if you you kind of feel maybe you've been doing a little bit of this. Um, I see new grads being a bit cocky because they're fresh out of school and they know their stuff, whatever it is, like assessments, tests, latest studies, whatever it was you learned in your education, whether it was, you know, a, a degree or a diploma or just, you know, at a private school, whatever it is you did to become what you're doing now. Um... They feel a bit cocky because they really know their stuff. They're fresh out of school and they just, they know the latest stuff. But it's true when you graduate, you have this great body of pretty up-to-date knowledge on the general practices of your profession. But I want to emphasize that it's the general practices of your profession. That is awesome. But remember, that's great. And but we all have a lot to learn. If you're new, yeah, you know, experience really does give you knowledge that your education simply can't. So get advice and learn from people in your profession and related professions, because they can certainly teach you lots of things too, who have been at it longer than you or have different perspectives or have different fresh ideas on how things can be done that might be different from the people who you learned your education from. It's just going to make you a more well-rounded practitioner of whatever it is you're doing. And it's going to give you just this better career because it's going to show you all the different ways that you can take your career and the things that you can implement in your career that you might not have considered. And, you know, it's just so, yeah, the always keep learning thing is very close to my heart. I'm glad that someone else mentioned it too on Instagram. And I think most of the rest of you listening are, like I already said, you know, are big into the lifelong learning thing too. So yeah, that's tip three. Keep that one in mind. Now, tip four is something else that's really close to my heart, and it's related to tip three. And that is you need to make sure you take the time to take proper care of yourself. So get help with your business. That's tip, you know, the other tips that we have here. But also get help taking care of that really important asset to your business, and that's you. Self-care is sacred. You know, we, we say that a lot. I use that hashtag on Instagram a fair bit. I'm talking about social media quite a bit today. It's just something that's been on my mind, I guess. But um, anyway, you know, self-care is sacred. I really strongly believe that. We need to take care of ourselves in order to do our best work. Now, I've done entire episodes on this, so I'm not going to go off on a big tangent about self-care. If you guys want to listen to those, just, you know, look through the podcast archives. I think I've got at least five or six episodes where I'm talking about the importance of taking care of yourself and not burning out and what to do if you've experienced burnout and all those kind of things. So... Definitely give those a listen if you haven't really thought too much about this before. But yeah, please, please don't get so wrapped up in running your business and growing your client list and getting an income and focusing on all of that. Because sometimes we get so laser focused on that, almost obsessed with it, 
that we forget to do this simple thing and that is live our lives. You know, you neglect your own mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being in order to build this thing, which is a career. But like, what are you doing the building of a career for if not to like live and live a good life, right? So remember to take care of yourself. That's all I'm going to say about that. You know, um, I have been there, by the way. I mean, I've mentioned it in previous podcast episodes. I'll mention it again here. I have been in that burnout situation. I have been in the switching career situation because of it. I've been in all kinds of um, situations where I didn't take good care of my own mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. So I can tell you from firsthand what it's like. If you right now, by the way, because I never mind talking about these things, I am pretty open about it. If you right now, you're listening to this and you are struggling, you know, with your own mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health, and you want to talk to somebody who has been there as a healthcare provider or a wellness provider, like someone who works in sort of a caring profession, um, or at least I used to, um, feel free to reach out to me. Like, seriously, I'm, you know, I can, I can always... I'm always happy to chat and also as well like get help if you really feel like you're really burnt out like get some help there is zero shame in that don't feel shame don't feel like you're terrible for needing the help everybody needs help we're all human we all should be helping each other you know in an ideal world so anyway just yeah that that invitation is open dm me on instagram you know i'm happy little biz there i think most of you guys know that or send me an email candace at happylittlebiz.com happy to chat with you anytime about these things or sort of you know guide you in a direction if i can if i can help you out a little bit you know don't hesitate okay um but uh, before i go too far down that road and i'll just uh continue on here with our episode and uh that that's the end of point four basically is please take care of yourself don't don't get so laser focused on building a career that you forget you know the most important thing is taking care of yourself and the most important thing is being kind to yourself and being being okay with um the career that you've built for yourself and point number five actually kind of bounces off of that um it's a really important point from another massage therapist who works out in bc her name's heather and she's the instagram handle explore restore and here's exactly what she said so she said pause and really research your chosen profession especially if you're going into the profession to be your own boss Research not just the health wellness profession of your choice, but research others in related fields. And most important, if you're choosing your profession because you think you can be your own boss, be sure to interview those in the profession and related professions who run their own businesses. So yeah, again, you know, my own spin on things, but she is 100% right. I so hear what she's saying, you know. What I say after this may not exactly be what she intended, but, you know, let me let me just talk about this a little bit more from my own perspective. I think this is absolutely essential before you enter any kind of profession. I think probably most of you understand that. So let me tell you a little story about someone I knew from massage school, or I could even talk about my own story, I guess, but that's boring because you've heard it before. So someone I went to massage school with, I'm not going to give you her name because that's not important, but we... Um, so we went to massage school together. There were, I think, 60 of us who entered the program in year one. It was a three-year program. So by the time we exited, we were only maybe 35 or 40 people at most. And this person, um, she decided after doing all the tests and exams and, and uh, you know, all the school stuff and, and graduating with the diploma, she decided not to write her provincial exam and not to become a registered massage therapist because she realized that it wasn't the right career for her. 
And that's big. That is really big. After you put in all that work and blood, sweat, and tears, for any of you who have had sort of longer schooling or even just grueling schooling, it doesn't have to be longer. Like if you you did a program to become something else and it was really grueling, it was like hours and hours and hours of work, even if it was only over, like I say, a couple months. You know what that feels like. Like you put in a ton of work and then and then you decide at the end, whoa, wait, I'm not even gonna like become registered or, or like, you know, do the things in order to move forward and become this as my profession. Like, whoa, that is a big decision. But you know what? She did that because she had a really big talk with herself and said, like, this is not where my heart is. This is not what I actually want to do for a living. And that's that's admirable to me. She did like just that's amazing. You know, we all tried to convince her. Well, I shouldn't say we all, but like a bunch of us tried to convince her like, oh, why don't you just write the provincial exams anyway? And then this will be a great part time job where you go back to school to do something else and she just said no she didn't want to do that she just knew her heart wasn't in it she'd rather just work a retail job or like whatever some part-time job while um while in school to do the new thing that she decided to go into and um that's just again that's admirable to me that's really like being honest with yourself about things you know and I'll tell you guys, there's a lot of people who went into my program thinking it would be one thing, but it ended up being something different than they thought. And they ended up doing something different than they thought because it wasn't the right fit. And for a lot of them, it wasn't even that they didn't love massage therapy. They did, but they didn't love the self-employed factor. They didn't love the ups and downs of income, of what it's like to have to run a business, all of those types of things, you know? Um, so... What tends to happen is we're, re- is we're if we're really passionate about something, we go in with kind of blinders on, you know, and we kind of think that, you know, I'm really passionate about, say, nutrition. I really want to be a nutritionist. This is the, the life for me. This is perfect. And you go in with these blinders on and you forget that, you know, not only do you have to be a nutritionist, not only do you have to run this nutrition business and work with clients, you know, um, do all those things you also have to do all the running the business parts too so you know maybe you love nutrition maybe you love giving people advice about nutrition you love working one-on-one with people you like the idea of being able to help people with health conditions that can be helped by nutrition plans and i'm using nutritionist here rather than dietitian because i realize by the way if you're a dietitian listening i realize those are two different things Um, I'm simply using holistic nutrition or nutrition in general, even if you're not like taking the holistic nutrition program, because there's lots of nutrition programs out there. You can also become a dietitian and teach people about um, nutrition and food science and, you know, those kinds of things. So there's many different paths you can take, basically. But the idea is, you know, you might like the idea of working with people one-on-one to help them with their, you know, healthy eating or eating in a way that's going to help them function at their best. But the reality is, at least for holistic nutritionists or people who aren't um, trained as registered dietitians, um, a lot of the jobs are self-employment jobs. You know, yes, there's some where you work in health food stores or stuff like that, where you are paid a 
usually an hourly wage, sometimes a salary. Um, but the vast majority of the jobs are self-employment jobs. And you need to be prepared for that side of it. You need to be prepared for what it's like growing your business, doing all the marketing or hiring somebody else if you've got the money to do your marketing for you. You need to be prepared for all the um, coaching stuff, um, you know, uh, you're going to have to do with yourself or have somebody else, you know, coach you through uh, you know, how to file your taxes and how to register your business properly, which of course depends completely on where you live and how to just all of those things. I'm not even going to go and make lists. I could probably make a list of like 50 items that you'll have to think about as a self-employed wellness practitioner that have nothing to do other than the fact that it's running your business, but they have nothing to do with being a nutritionist. They're not, they're not making nutrition plans for people. They're not sitting one-on-one -on -one with clients. They're not even, you know, writing text about yourself in terms of your nutrition practice for your website. It's like all the other stuff, all the paperwork and all the behind the scenes stuff and dealing with point of sale vendors and on and on and on. So that's the thing I think you really need to think about is research your profession, make sure it's the right fit for you. And don't get your blinders on just thinking, you know, how much you love that thing. Remember, too, that there's the whole aspect of running the business that you really need to consider. And that is so essential. If you don't take that into consideration, you may do, you know, your schooling and you may get out in the world and then you may, I don't want to say fail miserably because that sounds awful, but I just mean that you, you, you may go, you may get a shock. You may get a huge surprise at, at what it's really like working in that profession. So you know, that advice about, you know, interviewing and talking to people in your chosen profession, what it's like being self-employed, that is super good, important advice and something really you should be giving big consideration to. So there you go. There's my five tips for new people working in health and wellness or people even who are struggling in health and wellness and need to kind of think about things at a different angle. Um, if you have any questions about that, you can definitely, you know, get in touch. I'd be happy to chat with you about it. Um, otherwise, I will leave you guys to whatever else you have to do in your day. And I hope you have a good one. And I'll be back here with a new podcast episode very soon. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that, I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, by the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, click on ratings and reviews, and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. 
Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll be back at you soon.